Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Impurities. Hi! Welcome to this week's edition of Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Stephen Serta. Thank you guys for joining us each and every Sunday morning as we try to get you ready for a long day of NFL action. Protein House Eat with a Purpose, text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout the show to try to help you get ready to go win some games today. Uh, where I want to start this morning, there was a report for me in Rappaport this morning saying that Patrick Mahomes is likely going to be out for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for another couple weeks. This week and then next week against the Vikings and the Chiefs are supposedly eyeing a return date for him against the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, that would be huge for fantasy owners. Um, right now, and I'll get into this a little bit more in depth later, right now I think that the only Chiefs offensive assets that you can start in your fantasy lineup are Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and maybe LaShawn McCoy. I think I would start him tonight against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football because the Packers are a very bad run defense. And I think that McCoy is the guy that you want to own over Damian Williams. He's been getting more snaps than him, or at least last week he did. And he's just been more uh, a more effective player. So I think that LaShawn McCoy is the guy that you want. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is an alien, apparently, and his knee isn't constructed the same way the rest of our knees are. Uh, so he is healing uh, very nicely, apparently, and he and they expect him to be back. Like There's a chance he could be back next week against the Minnesota Vikings. I have to go to the game tonight at Arrowhead, as I've talked about this week on 610 Sports Radio. I also have to go to the Vikings game next week. So I would enjoy that game a little bit more if Patrick Mahomes is playing. I'm just going to be completely honest. Uh, so I hope that he makes it back next week. But if not, I'll just enjoy watching Dalvin Cook play, I suppose, because he's a special player. And that's really why I wanted to go to the Vikings game, to be completely honest with you. Um, but yeah, good news, Chiefs fans. Hopefully he's going to be back within a couple of weeks. Hopefully... That ankle will be healed up. Hopefully his dislocated knee will be fine and he will be good to go to carry this team to the postseason and hopefully an AFC championship game and hopefully a Super Bowl. Let's spread the field. Spread the field. We got some good matchups today. Uh, week eight buys the Baltimore Ravens and the Dallas Cowboys. So you do not have Lamar Jackson this week. You do not have Ezekiel Elliott this week. Missing some big name players. But a lot of guys you can uh you can replace with them in your lineup this week very fortunate for us the seattle seahawks at the atlanta falcons did you realize dk metcalf has the most targets for a seahawks pass catcher over the last two games i absolutely love him today going against the awful falcons secondary uh he's got a just absolute smash smash matchup today and, you know, it, we've talked about it before with DK Metcalf. He's essentially running like two or three different routes for the Seahawks. It's just, hey, he's a big dude who's insanely fast. So we're just going to send him deep and see how many deep shots we can get with him. 
uh, throughout the game. And I think he's going to have that opportunity against this Falcons defense. The Falcons defense is absolutely brutal. And, oh, by the way, they also have Matt Schaub starting today in place of an injured Matt Ryan. So it's going to get ugly for the Falcons. But I do love DK Metcalf today. If I love DK Metcalf, that, of course, means I love Russell Wilson and I love Tyler Lockett. Chris Carson has over 20 rushing attempts in four straight games. He's gotten over 100 yards in three of those four games. The Falcons' rushing defense has actually been pretty solid, uh, surprisingly, but they are giving up points to pass-catching backs, so there is still some points there to be had if Chris Carson winds up getting involved in the passing game at all. On the Atlanta side, Devontae Freeman hasn't scored a rushing touchdown this season, and he's been disappointing. uh, But with Matt Schaub starting over Matt Ryan, I think think they might try to lean on their running game. I mean, there's no Edo Smith in this game, so it's not like Devontae Freeman has to worry about losing work to him. Um, so I think there's an opportunity here for Devontae Freeman to finally be fantasy relevant. He's been okay. He's been okay, but if you drafted him, you know, a reasonably high round uh, to be like your running back too, I, I guess that, that that's pretty much what his numbers have been. They just haven't been very good. Because outside of those top-tier rushers, it's been pretty brutal, to be completely honest. Um, So, you're still playing Julio, I think, even with Matt Schott, because it's Julio, and it's a decent matchup against a Seahawks secondary that can get beat. Um, You know, Calvin Ridley, with them trading Mohamed Sanu to the New England Patriots, Calvin Ridley is a guy that I absolutely love moving forward. Just not with Matt Schaub as the quarterback. Like, if Matt Ryan was in this game, I would say, yes, start Calvin Ridley right now. With Matt Schaub, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can bench Austin Hooper, though. He's number one scoring tight end in fantasy so far this season. He's been absolutely incredible. And with Matt Schaub as the quarterback, I would expect we're going to see some checkdowns and some underneath stuff to Austin Hooper today. So I think that he's got to be in your lineup. Seahawks have allowed the third most yards to tight ends this season. Philadelphia Eagles at the Buffalo Bills. I am benching Carson Wentz in multiple leagues this week. Uh, I told you he had a tough stretch coming up, and the Bills are an absolutely elite passing defense. They've only given up four passing touchdowns this season, and one quarterback, only one quarterback so far this season, has gone over 250 passing yards against the Buffalo Bills. Um, they're just their defense is absolutely fantastic. Like, there's a legitimate reason they're five and one. They're five and one because their defense is one of the most elite units in the NFL. Uh, I don't really want to start any Eagles wide receivers either. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, he he moves around a little bit, so he might be able to avoid Tredavious White. He doesn't just play one side of the field. Uh, but if I have to start an Eagles wide receiver, he's the only one I'm willing to take a risk on just because he'll still get those red zone targets. Like I, I don't think that Carson Wentz is going to be as brutal as he was last week. And I, I think that the Eagles coaching staff is still good. And after the... <laughs> After the Orlando Scandrick just trashing of the Eagles locker room on Friday, I would like to think that this former Super Bowl champion is going to step up and show up today in a very tough game because they also desperately need a win. Um, but you're not starting Nelson Aguilar. He's just incredibly inconsistent. Um, and the Bills have been really, really good against tight ends so far. But there's so little upside at the position. I think you still have to play... Zach Ertz, I mean, Dallas Goddard had a pretty good game last week. The Bills haven't really played any elite tight ends, so those numbers might be a little bit misleading. Uh, The Bills' run defense is plenty stingy, though, so I don't like uh, Miles Sanders or Jordan Howard today. Uh, I do love Josh Allen, though. Eagles' secondary is in absolute shambles, 
and I love his ability to get it done today. I love John Brown as well. He's going to stretch the field. The Eagles have given up more passing plays of 30 yards or more than any defense in the NFL. Josh Allen is going to have an opportunity to try to uncork a couple today, and I think they're going to go to John Brown because he's their deep threat. Uh, Eagles run defense is really, really good, so I'm not playing Frank Gore or Devin Singletary. I don't want anything to do with any other Buffalo Bills wide receiver. Los Angeles Chargers at the Chicago Bears. Hunter Henry's been amazing since his return. Over 100 yards in one game, 97 in another, two touchdowns. Bears defense is still very good, and they've been very good against tight ends. So I think you still have to play Hunter Henry because you don't have anybody better than him. Uh, but let's temper expectations a little bit, especially if Keenan Allen can't go. He's a game-time decision, popped up on the injury report, mispracticed Thursday and Friday this week. And it sounds like there's legitimate concern that he's not going to play today. And to be quite honest, he's been absolutely brutal. He he started the year as the number one fantasy wide receiver, was an absolute monster the first two weeks of the season, and then he's just been an absolute dud ever since then. So I'm not playing Keenan Allen today, even if he winds up going, because the Bears' secondary is still very, very good, and he has been absolutely brutal lately, and especially nursing a hamstring injury that he could potentially re-injure. I don't want anything to do with Keenan Allen today. I've already got him on my bench. And I don't want anything to do with Phillip Rivers. The Chargers are barely clinging to life right now. Uh, Mike Williams has zero touchdowns on the season. I think the only Charger that I'm really interested in playing, well, I, I guess two Chargers. I will play Austin Eckler. The Bears have actually been torched by pass catching backs. And their run defense isn't dominant the way that it has been. Since they placed Akeem, Nicks, or Akeem Hicks on IR, uh, their, their run defense has actually been brutal. They got torched by Latavius Murray last week. So I actually kind of like Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin Gordon's going to have an opportunity to get something going because I, if if Latavius Murray can torch this defense, then I think Melvin Gordon has an opportunity to do so as well. I know the Chargers offensive line is absolutely terrible, but this is a good matchup for both of those running backs. On the Bears side, Allen Robinson's the only Bears wide receiver who you want. I mean, he's the only one that gets a ton of targets, and, and he's really talented. He's a really, really good wide receiver if he just had a quarterback. He would be a legitimate top five, top ten wide receiver, but we have to temper expectations for Allen Robinson because the quarterback play is so poor. Um, I, I still want to play him today, even though he's probably, you know, the Chargers secondary is the strength of that defense, not their run defense. Uh, but I still think that he's going to get so much volume that it's really, really hard to bench him. Uh, I do kind of want to play David Montgomery. Matt Nagy has gone on all week long about how terrible they were last week. Uh, David Montgomery only had two carries the entire game, and he keeps saying, oh, we have to run the ball more. It's on me. I'm taking full responsibility for it. Well, you should. You're the head coach, and you call all the offensive plays. So if you want to run the ball more, just run the ball more. Like David Montgomery had really, really high expectations, and he's really, really struggled this season. He hasn't had more than 67 rushing yards in a single game so far. I don't think you can play Tariq Cohen. Uh, because it, their offense has just been absolutely brutal. So I think if you're going to play any Chicago Bear this week, it's going to be Allen Robinson, and I'm willing to take a chance on David Montgomery because I think they're actually going to go out of their way to get him the ball today. Chargers are giving up 4.8 yards per carry on the season. So I think you have to put DeMont in your lineup. If, the, if there's ever been a week, it feels like it's this week. It feels like Matt Nagy is finally going to get this thing figured out. Let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. Supposed to be cloudy in the Kansas City area today. Uh, 
likely in the 50s tonight. It might be a little bit chilly out at Arrowhead Stadium. I'll be headed out there a little later on in the day. Thankfully, I get to watch Red Zone for a few hours before that game. Uh, but the game that I'm really worried about is the Browns at the Patriots. It's supposed to be uh, high winds with significant amounts of rain in the middle of that game. Uh, I'm the first one to say that I don't believe rain really changes what most teams can do in the modern-day NFL. But when it's like the San Francisco 49ers and Washington was last week, yes, that's going to affect game script. That game wound up hurting me in a lot of lineups last week because it was a smash spot for the 49ers. But the weather was so poor that it completely changed what they were what they were capable of doing in that game. This game could be like that. Like the winds are supposed to be so high, I'm afraid they're not going to be able to pass the football. So I don't really want any wide receivers in that game, to be completely honest, or any pass catchers at all. I'm interested in all of those running backs, though. Uh, he had a quick timeout, but when we get back, the Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Pete Sweeney here with your daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, October 27th. I'm taking the returning Drew Brees and I'm pairing him with wide receiver Michael Thomas. At running back, Saquon Barkley and Sony Michelle. My other two wide receivers, Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills and A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans. My tight end, T.J. Hawkinson. My flex play, Devonta Freeman coming back from that game in which he was thrown out. My defense, you can't go wrong with the New England Patriots against the Cleveland Browns. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate starts tonight at 5.20 p.m. leading into Sunday Night Football. We will see you then. We will see you out at Arrowhead Stadium this evening. Nobody has your football needs covered quite like we do here at 610 Sports Radio. Every Monday night, it's the Therese Paler Show starting at 6. Therese, BK, uh, some of the best football content in the city. And then, of course... All throughout the week, Wednesday, Arrowhead Pride Radio. Our guys, Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, taking you over every Wednesday night. And then on Thursdays, it's players only with Danon Hughes and Joe Mays. We've just got so much football content. I, I, and Jay Binkley's got your your college football needs covered. Jay Binkley following me at uh, 10, by the way. He's going to take over, and he will carry up until NFL kickoff. And then the Arrowhead Pride uh Tailgate, as Pete just mentioned, starts at 520 tonight. We've got so much football content here at 610 Sports Radio. It's absolutely unbelievable. Go line, go. I already said it, and I think that I am buying into it. I'm buying into what Matt Nagy is selling this week. I think he's going to try to force feed David Montgomery. And I, I told you last week Latavius Murray was the goal line legend, and Latavius Murray had an absolutely monster game. He was fantastic. I, how I feel about Latavius Murray last week is kind of how I feel about David Montgomery this week. I know we had high hopes for DeMont uh, this season, and he had two carries last week, and he hasn't had more than 67 yards in a game this season. He's only got two touchdowns on the year. Uh, but Matt Nagy's the one that keeps calling himself an idiot for not running the football, so I think that he's going to genuinely try to just get DeMont like 20 carries today. And I think that he could be really effective against the Chargers defense. It's giving up 4.8 yards per carry on the season. I'm buying into it. I want David Montgomery and a lot of my lineups today. Loud wrong. Evan Ingram was supposed to be incredible, right? He was supposed to be incredible against one of the worst defenses in the NFL that was tracking to be uh, historically the worst tight end defense that the league has ever known. And Evan Ingram had one catch for six yards against the Arizona Cardinals last week. Um, 
every tight end in the NFL has absolutely torched that team, and I don't think that Patrick Peterson made such a big difference that all of a sudden the Arizona Cardinals are just going to be good at stopping tight ends. Um, I think Evan Ingram's going to have a chance to bounce back today, but man, did he really burn me last week. All birds. I have a lot of matchups that I love today. I've got multiple lineups going, but I think this is the one that I landed on that I like the most. I really, really like Matthew Stafford against the Giants today. It is a absolutely fantastic matchup. Matthew Stafford has been pretty good lately. Uh, he's been he's been lighting up the scoreboard. He had four touchdown passes to Marvin Jones last week. I think he's going to have an opportunity to do something similar today. I really like Matthew Stafford. Marlon Mack should have an opportunity to absolutely run down the throats of the Denver Broncos today. Um, Marlon Mack, I know he's been kind of up and down, but when he's had monster games, he's had serious monster games. And I think he's going to have an opportunity to have one of those monster games today because the Colts are a better football team. They should be able to get up in this game. And when the Colts get up in the games, that's when Marlon Mack has 25 carries. And so I want shares of Marlon Mack when I know he's going to get 25 carries. And I think he's going to have an opportunity to do that today. I also like Sony Michelle. I understand Sony Michelle struggled this season, but he's still getting red zone opportunities. I know James White has more red zone carries than Sony Michelle, and I struggled with with if I wanted Sony Michelle or James White. I've got each of them in one lineup, so I think you could. I, I don't think you can go wrong with either one going against the Cleveland defense. Has been very bad against the run all season, um, but Sony Michelle. I just think they're going to have to lean heavy. I already mentioned the weather's going to be absolutely awful in this game. I think that's going to affect how they can pass the ball. So I could see New England just saying, screw it. We're just going to run the ball 45 times in this game. So I want Sony Michelle in my lineup. And I absolutely love DeAndre Hopkins today. Finally had that big game last week. I think he continues that today in an absolutely fantastic matchup for him to get going. I also love Kenny Galladay. I want that stack with Matthew Stafford. I know Kenny Galladay let down last week because Marvin Jones absolutely exploded. Kenny Galladay only had two targets in that game. That's going to change. Kenny Galladay's been their best wide receiver. I think he's going to get back to it today. I want that stack with him and Matthew Stafford. Absolutely love A.J. Brown today, by the way. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was great last week, and A.J. Brown had had the most catches of his young career. I think he is the most talented wide receiver that the Titans have. And Ryan Tannehill's just a better passer than Marcus Mariota. So I think he's got an absolutely fantastic matchup today. I like A.J. Brown a lot, and he's very cost-effective. And I'm taking a chance on Evan Ingram. He struggled. He got hurt. He was terrible last week. But he's got another good matchup, and I like the opportunity that he's going to have today. I got to take a chance on him. And my flex, I also really like Cortland Sutton. I'm a little bit worried about Joe Flacco, of course, but Cortland Sutton's been performing all season long, despite the fact that Joe Flacco's the one, that statue that we call Joe Flacco is the one that's throwing him the football. So I still like Cortland Sutton, especially without Emmanuel Sanders. Now the Seahawks defense going against the Atlanta Falcons, like the Seahawks defense isn't exactly elite, but they're playing Matt Schaub. So I'm willing to spend the money on Seattle's defense this week because I like their opportunity to potentially get some turnovers against Matt Schaub. Let's get another quick matchup. Uh, Speaking of the Giants at the Lions, I know Ty Johnson was the huge ad this week with Carrion Johnson going to IR, uh, but I was actually targeting J.D. McKissick in a lot of leagues. I, I know because, you know, I was lower in the waiver order in some leagues, and Ty Johnson was the number one ad for a lot of fantasy football owners. Uh, but J.D. McKissick is the pass-catching back. Now, J.D. McKissick's not going to get a ton of carries. That's just not what he does. 
But I do like his upside today against a Giants team that hasn't been able to stop pass-catching backs all year. Now, I don't, I don't trust that Ty Johnson's going to be a wildly effective runner. And the Lions just prefer to use multiple running backs. Like, it, it took over a season for on Johnson to just be their number one running back, and it was because they were utilizing multiple backs. I think they're going to do that moving forward the rest of the season. I think J.D. McKissick has an opportunity to produce this year. And, and it, or th- this today, and I, I think it's going to hurt owners who spent heavy on Ty Johnson. I like J.D. McKissick a lot today. I also love Matthew Stafford. I just told you he's been putting up numbers lately. I love Kenny Galladay. Giants have allowed four different quarterbacks to top 300 yards this season. Uh, Marvin Jones had the four-touchdown performance. I don't, he's not going to do that again, but they are going to turn a, a high-volume passing attack, and he's going to have an opportunity to be involved. So I think Marvin Jones is somebody that you can absolutely consider today. Um, DJ Hawkinson has been rough since that monster week one performance. Um Tight end landscape is just so gross. I think you can still start TJ Hawkinson, uh, but I would like to avoid him if I can. On the other side, Golden Tate's been really good, and I like him a lot this week. Justin Coleman is a fine player, but he's been getting burned out of the slot. Uh, he's given up five touchdowns this season, He'll and he'll most likely be on Golden Tate today. So I like Golden Tate's opportunity here. He's been really good since coming back from suspension. Uh, Darius Slay is not going to play today. I don't know if that matters because I don't really want to play any other Giants wide receiver anyway. So Darius Slay not being in this game doesn't do anything for me, to be completely honest. Saquon Barkley is clearly in your lineup. Great matchup for him. And Evan Ingram, I really, really think, can have an opportunity to bounce back this week. Lions a very favorable defense against tight ends. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Tennessee Titans. I'm in a league where you have to pay $5 for every waiver move. So you have to be seriously strategic in how you burn your wafer moves because they could add up very quick. Um, I really want to add A.J. Brown, but I drafted him in a really late round, had him on my roster already this season, and dropped him. So I'm trying to justify spending another $5 to add him because I absolutely love this matchup for him today. Uh, With Ryan Tannehill as the starter, A.J. Brown, I think, is absolutely ready to explode. He, he's he been one of the best rookie wide receivers so far this season. I think he's a very, very talented player. Um, and I, I think long-term, I think he is the guy I would much rather have over Corey Davis. I think he's just a more talented NFL player than Corey Davis, and I think he's got a ton of potential. Uh, Corey Davis did have a season high in targets and receptions last week, though. Buck's secondary is an absolute dumpster fire, so there are points to be had with these two wide receivers. Delaney Walker also out. Uh, for, further... Further upping the value, I believe, of A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. No Delaney Walker. I think they're going to get a ton of targets today. Um, the Bucks' rushing defense is actually really good. Like, one of the five best rushing defenses in the NFL. And they're going to add Jason Pierre-Paul back pretty soon. So, I don't like Derrick Henry very much today. I think Derrick Henry's really going to struggle. The Bucks have shut down a lot of good running backs so far this season, including Christian McCaffrey. So I don't really trust Derrick Henry going against this run defense uh, when he when they've already shut down the best running back in the NFL right now. Uh, the Titans' run defense is also very good, so don't play Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones. Neither one of them is going to be able to get anything going against this front today, in my opinion. Um, but that means we should see a lot of passing from Jameis Winston. I, I don't trust him, but with the likely high-volume passing that he's going to have to have today, 
I think that Jameis Winston is still in play, even against a pretty good Titans pass defense. Um, it was better last season, but they've been coming on as late. They were struggling to start the season, but they've been really good. Uh, I think you still have to start Mike Evans. You still have to start Chris Godwin. Uh, but Godwin does have the tougher matchup of the two. Logan Ryan's been absolutely fantastic this season, and he's going to see a lot of Chris Godwin in the slot today. O.J. Howard is out. Titans have been giving up tight end numbers all year long. I mentioned last week they had given up the most tight end touchdowns of any team in the NFL. So I think with no O.J. Howard, I think Cameron Braid is a guy who's available in a ton of leagues. And so if you're in a bad tight end spot, I think you can go add Cameron Braid right now. And I think he's a guy that you can plug and play into your lineup today um, and, and hope that he winds up getting into the end zone. And he's a guy that get, gets those red zone looks traditionally fr from Jameis Winston. So I think there's going to be op an opportunity there for him today. Uh, I need to hit another timeout, but when we get back, my good friend Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. As always, at this time every week, we are joined by my good friend Ben Heisler. Fantasy Advice with Benny Heiss is brought to you by Response Genius. Visit ResponseGenius.com and improve your organization's email, digital, and direct marketing results. Ben how are we doing this Sunday morning? I'm good, Stephen. I am uh, in the process of recovering from a Halloween party. I dressed as Coach Steve from Big Mouth. And uh, apparently I learned that it is very difficult to get uh, uh, eye makeup off because it's like you, apparently you got to get like a whole remover thing for it. Anyway, that's not why you called. But uh, you're, ready, <laughs> you're ready to go uh, ahead of week eight in the NFL. I got invited to a few Halloween parties last night, but uh, sadly during football season, I can't do anything on Saturday. So, well, that's also smart. You're also not a free agent, so here we go. <laughs> yes. I'm in uh, better shape than you this morning, but uh, no, no, no. That, that's that. Listen, you're you're always in better shape than me, but I I am ready. I'm feeling it. I feel very good about week eight. But uh, where I want to start today. So we saw some guys. You know, the NFL trade deadline is on Tuesday around 3 p.m. I believe. Uh, we saw some guys switch teams this week. Emmanuel Sanders went to the 49ers. Mohamed Sanu went to the Patriots. Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are on those guys and the roles that they're going to have moving forward in those offenses. Yeah, so let's start with Mohamed Sanu because I think a lot of people looked at this trade from Atlanta, New England as a positive for the fantasy stats of Sanu. And the reality is, is that there's so many mouths to feed with the Patriots in that passing offense that I don't necessarily see it as either a lateral move or a step up. I kind of see it as a downgrade for Sanu. He was playing on Atlanta's offense that was the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL that was constantly playing from behind, and he was getting volume in it. And so while I think he's still going to get targeted in the Patriots' offense, I just don't see it as much on a consistent level as he was getting before in Atlanta with a guy that was chucking it anywhere between 35 to 45 times per game. With Emmanuel Sanders, though, I do think this is an upgrade for him. He goes to San Francisco on a very similar offense the type of successful one that he was running during the heyday with Denver. Uh, he gets Jimmy Garoppolo, which is a substantial upgrade over Joe Flacco. He's in an offense that is very run-heavy, but they're also not afraid to use somebody like Sanders both on the outside and in the middle of the field. So I, I think now he immediately becomes the number one wide receiver on a fairly talented offense, and I think him and George Kittle will be the guys that get constantly peppered with targets. So definitely a step up for Emmanuel Sanders, maybe a bit of a step down for Sanu. And Sanders is by far the most talented wide receiver that they have in that group right now. I'm not sure if I want, if I would rather have Muhammad Sanu or if I would rather have Philip Dorsett. Like I think Julian Edelman's obviously yeah. the pass catcher that you want in New England. 
Um, and, I, and I thought maybe we would see with Sanu like what they did with Antonio Brown that first week that they got him in where they were just force-feeding him the ball. But the weather's going to be awful today between the Browns and the Patriots, so I don't even really want to start any pass catcher in that game, if I'm being yeah. completely honest. I mean, speaking of, we're talking about Sirtis Browns. Like, is, is this yeah. the week? Like, are you, are you willing to lay the wood on, on, on Cleveland on the road? What are they, minus uh, 13 today? I mean, I think this is a great opportunity for Cleveland, especially with Nick Chubb, to really control the offense. And we've already seen the total in this game go from 46 to 43 and a half, and New England is 11-point favorites at home. So I, I think this is a really sneaky week for Cleveland, for what it's worth. But you brought up Sanu. The thing is, is that he ran about 70% of his routes out of the slot uh, in Atlanta, and it's like the last thing that New England needs is another slot receiver. So I'll be curious as to how they put him out on the outside, if that's going to be more of his role moving forward, if they're going to sort of change things up a little bit for him. But like I said, I just feel like the target tree isn't going to be as significant now in, in New England as it was to when he was in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm I'm benching Odell Beckham today because he's probably going to get the Stephon Gilmore shadow. I did have Jarvis Landry in some lineups because if you can exploit New England at all, it's been in the slot. That's right. But the weather's going to be so bad there, I don't think I really even want to do that anymore. I could see this just being a monster Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle slash James White game. So I think I'm just staying away from this game unless I have one of those running backs. I understand that play as well. And again, if you're talking about bad weather, if you talk, the thing about the Patriots, though, and again, this is part of the reason why I'm intrigued by Cleveland. If the weather's going to be awful, right? And again, Brady can dink and tuck it over across the field. He can do that in, in 40 mile per hour wins. But if you're going to be relying on your running game, uh, which running game are you going to prefer right now? It's clearly Cleveland's and Nick Chubb. Like I know the offensive line has had their struggles, but Chubb has had a terrific season. They're coming off a of bye. Uh, and they know that they want to run Chubb into the ground because they have Kareem Hunt waiting in the in the doorsteps if they need him. So, again, this is going to be a more intriguing game, and I think closer than maybe a lot of people would anticipate. How do you think that these particular trades are going to affect uh, the teams that these guys left? Like, obviously, Cortland Sutton's having a fantastic season. We expect him to see a little bit right. more volume. I'm not sure that, you know, I, I think that those targets, obviously I would like to see an uptick in targets to Cortland Sutton, but not having Emmanuel Sanders opposite side of him might wind up hurting him in the long run because they're a bad football team. And we expect Calvin Ridley to finally get some type of consistent work, I hope. Yes. If we're starting with Calvin Ridley, I think the targets are going to go way up for him, and I feel like this is a really ideal spot. Um, you know, there's all the memes going around about the Calvin Ridley truthers now that Mohamed Sanu got traded, and um, unfortunately, I don't know what the case is going to be with Matt Schaub under center. I worry that he could be an unmitigated disaster. At least with Atlanta, they were fairly in every game because their offense was playing catch up. Their defense just continues to be atrocious, but. Calvin Ridley, with the exception of that one loss back on September the 22nd against the Colts, uh, has had 10, 6, 9, 6, and 6 targets in every game. That one game he was left with just one target, and then the other two games he had 6 and 10 targets. So uh, he still has um, five, uh, four touchdowns on the season. He's still getting red zone volume and opportunities, and he's still getting consistent targets. And you're right, I, I think it's going to go up, and I don't necessarily think Ridley's going to be the one that they send double coverage on. They still have Julio there. Um, and Julio continues to be a bit inconsistent as well, even though he gets a bunch of targets. So I'm not worried about the impact for Calvin Ridley. Uh, I think where you're going to see the biggest impact in Denver is with Deshaun Hamilton. Um, I didn't have the same sort of expectations for Emmanuel Sanders 
over the age of 31 coming off an Achilles tear. And so he's since come back, put up really strong numbers. Uh, but Deshaun Hamilton was the guy that I was banking on, especially with how well he played down the stretch of last year, to really sort of step up and take that role that Sanders had. Now that he's gone, I expect similar volume. You know, he had 12 targets, 9 and 8 targets in the final three games of the season last year without Emmanuel Sanders. So I, I think this is a guy that could get some red zone opportunity, get plenty of targets, could be a really nice PPR option uh, while nobody's on him and chasing after other wide receivers. The Tennessee Titans finally benched Marcus Mariota. Ryan Tannehill came in, and he actually looked really good, and their wide receivers finally looked like they were going to potentially be consistently effective. Um, I'm curious, would you rather play an Emmanuel Sanders today, or would you rather play an A.J. Brown? Because I'm leaning towards A.J. Brown heavy in a lot of lineups. I really like this game. Like, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, and that's something that nobody has ever said before, purely from a football-watching perspective. From a fantasy perspective, though, I really like this game. You have two teams that are very pass-heavy that are going up against two teams that are not good at running the ball but are very good at stopping the run. So, yes, I would take A.J. Brown today. I think the matchup against Tampa Bay is terrific. You can burn them deep. You can you know, cross them up in the middle of the field. They tend to funnel their defenses there. Uh, A.J. Brown's a fantastic play. And, and really, if we're talking about both of these quarterbacks, uh, I know Jameis Winston is coming off a really bad outing two weeks ago with a touchdown and five interceptions, but he did also throw for, for uh, 400 yards. And I think he's going to have to do that again against Tennessee. So uh, give me all the bucks, give me all the Titans, with the exception of their running game. Uh, pass catchers and quarterbacks today are in a really intriguing matchup, and I think a sneaky one uh, if you're playing daily. And who are some of your, some of your favorite sleepers today? Uh, well, I don't know if Matthew Stafford is necessarily uh, a sleeper candidate today. I just feel like nobody really enjoys playing Matthew Stafford, but I love the stack uh, between him and Kenny Galladay this week. Uh, that's one is a really intriguing opportunity for me. I talked about Deshaun Hamilton uh, a little bit earlier. I think he's in a wonderful spot. And, again, the, the matchup for Denver uh, isn't necessarily ideal today, but I also think that it's um, you know somebody for like Deshaun Hamilton, it doesn't really matter who he's going up against. Uh, I think in that type of situation, he's kind of matchup proof because Joe Flacco is going to target in the middle of the field. There's going to be a lot of there's going to be plenty of dump off opportunities as well. Um, and this one, I think, is where I might be a little bit nuts. But I expect David Montgomery to get into the end zone a couple times today against the Chargers. The Bears have said all week that we're not running the ball enough. Matt Nagy got completely reamed by the Chicago media and everybody else for running David Montgomery twice last week, despite only being down two points at halftime. I think they're going to commit to the run today. I, I genuinely believe that. And if they don't, then they're not going to win because Mitchell Trubisky can't play quarterback. Um, so give me David Montgomery as a little bit of a sleeper option this week because I think he gets into the end zone a couple times. And I think now that the Bears are actually committed to running, uh, they might actually put themselves in better shape. I'm with you on David Montgomery. I just saw a quote this morning from Matt Nagy that said it's horse bleep that they aren't running the ball enough. So right. I the think the problem is, yeah. is that he's the guy that determines whether they can run the yes. ball or not. He's the one calling the plays. Yeah, like as if somebody else is not allowing them to run. He's the head coach and he's the offensive mind <laughs> that I, on that I team. really liked him last year, Serta, and it's not to say that I've given up on Matt Nagy because I think he's a smart guy and he came from the Andy Reid tree, but uh, the start to this year, especially the ineptitude on offense where that's supposed to be a strength of his, has been incredibly, incredibly concerning. Follow him on Twitter at Benny Heis. Thank you very much, Heisler. We will catch up with you next week. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks for the therapy session. Over the top. Over the top.
I picked Tyler Lockett last week as my over-the-top player of the week. And this week, I'm going with another Seattle Seahawk. I absolutely love DK Metcalf against the Falcons. I already told you about that matchup. Falcons, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. I think DK Metcalf has a chance to take one to the house today. I think he gets at least one long touchdown in this football game. Sneaking one more matchup, the Denver Broncos at the Indianapolis Colts. I love the talent of Cortland Sutton. He's got at least 75 yards in three straight games. The Colts have given up a 100-yard receiving game to five different pass catchers this season. Colts' run defense has been pretty good. I don't really want to play Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman. They're canceling each other out because they're splitting carries so much, and either one's been wildly effective. I think the only Denver Bronco I really want any part of, I know Heisler just said uh, Deshaun Hamilton's a guy that intrigues him. For me personally, I know Deshaun Hamilton's going to get some looks. Cortland Sutton's the only guy in this offense that you want moving forward. For the Indianapolis Colts, I've already told you about how the Colts get inside the 10, and they like to throw for some reason. I think part of that is to try to save Marlon Mack from just taking a beating at the goal line. Um, And that's led to all these Jacoby Brissett touchdowns uh, from, from ESPN. The Broncos are one of only two defenses in the NFL that are yet to allow a goal-to-go touchdown pass. Brissett has seven goal-to-go touchdown passes this season. That leads the NFL. So that worries me a little bit for Jacoby today, but that trend for the Broncos, I think, has to end at some point. Like, they aren't going to go an entire season without allowing a single go-to-go passing touchdown. So I'm hoping the Colts, who do it more than anyone else in the NFL, with a very creative play caller in Frank Reich, I think that they're going to be able to find a way to to, to break that streak today. I still like T.Y. Hilton, who I think can avoid Chris Harris. I don't trust Zach Pascal coming off the big game. Uh, but Jack Doyle might not play in this one, so Eric Ebron has a little bit of an upside. He's been better lately, so I think if Ebron, if Jack Doyle doesn't play, I think Ebron can be in your lineup. If Doyle does play, I think I'm benching Eric Ebron this week. And, of course, I love Marlon Mack. I already told you um, he's he's getting an insane amount of volume generally. And in these games where the Colts tend to get up early, Marlon Mack has like 25 carries a game. So I, I'm perfectly fine with inserting Marlon Mack into a lot of my lineups today. The Broncos have a very suspect run defense. Need a quick timeout, but when we get back, we're going to get a little sports horny with our top off player of the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? Ken Swanson with Arrowhead Pride. Here's my daily fantasy lineup for this week. I'm dialing up Drew Brees as he gets back. At the running back position, I'm going with Chase Edmonds and Ty Johnson. I like them both as value plays. I'm stacking Drew Brees with Mike Thomas. Also going with DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills at the receiver spots. Hunter Henry's my tight end. Odell Beckham is my flex play. I'm going with the Rams defense against the Cincinnati Bengals. Pete Sweeney and I will get you ready for Chiefs Packers on Sunday Night Football. On the Arrowhead Pride tailgate, we start two hours before the game at 520. Be sure to check us out. Arrowhead Pride tailgate coming up this evening at 520. Make sure to be locked in as they get you ready for Chiefs and Packers at Arrowhead Stadium. And my guy Jay Binkley. Coming your way at 10 a.m. He's got you until noon today. So stay right here immediately following Fantasy Football Sunday. Let's get to our top-off player of the week. Top-off player of the week. 
You guys know I love the talent that is A.J. Brown. I think he was one of the best wide receivers in this past draft, and I believe long-term he is a much more talented overall player than Corey Davis. Ryan Tannehill is actually a competent passer, and they have one of the worst secondaries in the NFL today in Tampa Bay. Uh, To make it better, Tampa is an elite run defense, so they absolutely have to throw the ball today. They can't just lean on Derrick Henry. There's going to be passing volume in this game on both sides. I love the game. And I absolutely love A.J. Brown. He's one of my uh, deep league plays all over the place today. I can't wait for this game. I think A.J. Brown absolutely goes off. Soft hands catch. Going to go to the end zone. Turning around. And did he make the catch? What a catch it is by Aaron Jones. What an adjustment at the end. Touchdown Green Bay from 21 yards out. Chiefs fans are hoping that last week's defensive performance wasn't a mirage. Uh, while some of it might have been true, maybe they have genuinely been making adjustments and, and some of these other guys are starting to come along. Um, I don't believe that the running back thing is. I, I, I still think that you can run it well against this team. I still think that running backs are going to give this team fits moving forward. And I think that these Green Bay Packers running backs are absolutely going to eat tonight. The uh, tandem of Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams is on another level compared to Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Um, they can both catch passes just like that absurd adjustment Aaron Jones made last week against the Raiders on a very difficult ball from Aaron Rodgers. I absolutely love the opportunity those guys are going to have tonight in Sunday night football. And the Chiefs don't have Kendall Fuller. They don't have Chris Jones. They don't have Frank Clark. Uh, I'm sorry, Chiefs fans, but I feel like this one might get a little ugly this evening at Arrowhead Stadium. Get back to some matchups before we get out of here. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Los Angeles Rams. This game is in London. Uh, The Bengals' run defense is so bad. I kind of want to put Daryl Henderson in some cash lineups. In fact, I think I'm going to do that as soon as the show ends. Uh, The Bengals have given up 10 running back touchdowns this season. Malcolm Brown is out. So, obviously, you're going to play Todd Gurley this week. Uh, But... The Bengals have given up uh, serious numbers to one and two running backs per game. Like, they've been that bad. And Todd Gurley, we know, he's banged up. Todd Gurley, they're trying to uh, save him for a late, late season run because he's had so many injury problems. And Daryl Henderson has been involved with Malcolm Brown on the bench. I think Daryl Henderson's going to have an opportunity today to really produce. I like his potential. I like him as a flyer. I think he's going to have an opportunity. Uh, Bengals have allowed number one running backs to go over 100 rushing yards and score a touchdown in every game this year. So Todd Gurley, obviously, in a very big big spot here, too, to really produce. Uh, Bengals have actually been kind of good against opposing wide receivers, but it's... uh, more about the fact that they are so bad against the run. Teams are just running a ton against them. I don't think that they have to throw against them very much. Uh, I'm still playing Cooper Cup, who's still been fantastic. Uh, and the Bengals have gotten burned deep, so I do like an opportunity for Brandon Cooks this week. I, I, I don't like Robert Woods. He doesn't have a receiving touchdown this season, and it's just been bad for Woods. Uh, so I, I'm benching Robert Woods. I am fine with starting Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks. But the Bengals haven't given up a 300-yard passer all season. Let's consider that. The 0-7 Bengals haven't given up a 300-yard passer all season long. So I don't love Jared Goff today. Um, I I think this game's going to be all about the run. Uh, Joe Mixon has has 18 rushes for 12 yards in the last two games. 
18 carries for 12 yards in the last two games. Joe Mixon's been absolutely brutal. Uh, I, I don't want anything to do with the Bengals right now. Andy Dalton's been brutal. Uh, the Bengals might actually give the Dolphins a run for the number one pick uh, until AJ Brown or, or AJ Green gets back, and they're saying that he might come back after the bye. I think I'm staying away from all Cincinnati Bengals Bengals players. It, it's just been that bad for them. Arizona Cardinals at the New Orleans Saints. Cliff Kingsbury thought it was uh, funny to screw over fantasy owners last week by saying that David Johnson was going to play. He played, I think, two or three snaps. Then Chase Edmonds came in. Uh, they have already ruled out David Johnson today or listed him as doubtful, so Chase Ed- Edmonds should get all of the work today, but it's an absolutely brutal matchup. The Saints are an elite run defense, so I don't want Chase Edmonds in my lineup if I can avoid him. Might not have anybody better, but if you can avoid him, do not play him today. No running back has more than 83 yards against the Saints this season, and they've only given up three touchdowns to the position all season long. Saints are missing P.J. Williams due to an injury, so I actually kind of like Christian Kirk, who's supposed to return today, and Larry Fitzgerald, uh, because they only run out of the slot for the most part, and they run, they still, they're still running these four wide receiver sets, so both those guys are going to come out of the slot a lot. Um, so I, I like their potential with no P.J. Williams in the game for the Saints. Uh, Kyler Murray's been better, better lately, but I still don't love him in this game, especially with Drew Brees being back. Uh, Alvin Kamara is a game-time decision. Well, actually, no, they already ruled out Alvin Kamara, so he's not a game-time decision. Alvin Kamara is not playing today. Um, so obviously you're putting Latavius Murray in your lineup. Uh, Arizona Cardinals haven't been terrible against opposing uh, running backs, but Latavius Murray's still going to get the volume. You still have to put him in your lineup, in my opinion. Um as far as uh, the rest of the Saints wide receivers go, Drew Brees is back. Uh, and it hasn't really mattered that much. Michael Thomas has still been absolutely terrific. Uh, but you do expect that Brees is only going to make him better. And that's only going to up the potential of a Ted Ginn Jr. I don't really want to play Ted Ginn in my lineup. I'm obviously putting Michael Thomas in. And I think you can go ahead and deploy Drew Brees. So Cardinals have given up multiple passing scores in five of seven games this season. So go ahead and fire those guys up. New York Jets at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I told you not to read into what Sam Darnold did against the Patriots. It was bad. It it was awful. Uh, But the Jags' defense isn't quite the same squad. I think there are better options this week, but I still like Sam Darnold a ton moving forward. Robbie Anderson's going to see a lot of A.J. Boye today, so I think that that's a tough matchup for Anderson, but I think that they got to get Sam Darnold going. So in a pinch, I think Robbie Anderson's still a very startable player today. Uh, the Jags are getting torched on the ground right now, so I really like Le'Veon Bell. He's going to have a huge opportunity. Chris Herndon isn't playing. Jamison Crowder, after those monster targets for the first couple of starts from Sam Darnold, his numbers were pretty bad last week, so I'm not taking a chance on Jamison Crowder. Uh, Gardner, Gardner Minshew has really slowed down. One touchdown pass in the last two games. The Jets' secondary has actually been a lot better lately. I still like DJ Chart, though. I mean, he's still uh, a top-10 wide receiver, in my opinion. He's still going to get a lot of the volume. Uh, D.D. Westbrook had a good game, but I don't really like his matchup. And he's questionable. They're expecting him to play, but he still has a tough matchup. And so I I don't want to play D.D. Westbrook. I think D.J. Shark is the only pass catcher I'm willing to put in my lineup for the Jags. Jets have given up the most rushing touchdowns in the league this season. So Leonard Fournette, who only has one rushing touchdown on the year, that has to change today. Like, Like, just... You have to assume that Leonard Fournette is going. He's just getting way too much volume to only have one touchdown in the year. That has to change today. And if it doesn't, then maybe maybe we just don't know what we're talking about. Maybe he's just literally only going to have one touchdown all season. 
The Carolina Panthers at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners defense is absolutely fantastic. Uh, That scares me for Christian McCaffrey, but you aren't benching him, obviously. He's still great, and I think he still manages to get a touchdown and still have a decent uh, yardage total to salvage his game. Just don't expect like a, uh, you know, the monster 25 to 35 Christian McCaffrey point total that you've come to expect on a weekly basis. Um, I don't, I can't start any of these wide receivers or Kyle Allen. The Niners past defense has been absolutely incredible this season. Last three quarterbacks to face that defense have thrown for a hundred yards or less. In the modern-day NFL, a defense is in three consecutive games has hold opposing passers to 100 yards or less. Do not play Kyle Allen or any of the Carolina Panthers wide receivers this week. Uh, I like Tevin Coleman more than Matt Breida today, I think. Uh, Matt, Matt Breida got banged up in that game a little bit last week. I, I don't think that that means he's going to see his role diminished at all. He's still going to play this week. He, he There was a uh, worry that he had a concussion, but he got cleared from the protocol, and so he should be good to go. I still like both of them today. Uh, Coleman's getting all the carries in the red zone, though. And so so that's what you really want. He Matt Breida has not had a red zone carry like all season long. So the only way he's getting in the end zone is if he breaks off a long one. Uh, Panthers pass defense has been up and down this season. So I would think sooner or later, uh, Jimmy G's going to have to throw the ball. And hopefully it's to George Kittle, who's getting a ton of looks. But his numbers haven't been quite the same this season. You're obviously still playing George Kittle. And I think Emmanuel Sanders is a guy that you can put into your lineup today. But Kyle Shanahan did say that he's going to get worked in slow, so it's not going to be like he's going to come out and play 95% of the snaps or anything like that. The Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots. No wide receiver to face Stephon Gilmore this year. His finish is a top 25 wide receiver. He's going to shadow Odell Beckham, and that means Odell Beckham is on my bench this week. Patriots run defense is still good, but I'm going to play Chubb just on volume potential because the weather's going to be gross in this game. And so I think that Chubb's going to have the best opportunity of anybody to put any type of decent fantasy day together. And they are also mildly susceptible to slot wide receivers. So Jarvis Landry, I guess, could be in play. Um, I I just don't trust it. This defense is just way too good. And I'm benching Baker Mayfield. Uh, As far as New England goes, the Browns do get my guy Denzel Ward back. They get Greedy Williams back. So I don't love any of the New England pass catchers today, but I love those running backs. I think they've got a real opportunity to produce today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serger. Send me your lineup questions. Uh, thank you to Grant Nicholson for all the help. Jay Binkley coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t